Hello, and welcome to Core Women. My name is Dr. Summer Watson, and I'm the founder of Core Women, and I'm also an empowerment strategist for women. So if you're listening to this podcast to delve more into empowerment strategies, well, you're here for the right reason. However, Core Women was also developed because it's a special place that provides a unique idea of home for the hearts and souls of women. It's a place for us to share our strength, energy, wisdom, and authenticity. It's a place for women to find support and strategic empowerment ideas that will help support their lives. Today on the show, I'd like to welcome singer and songwriter Ava Camille. Let's get right into the interview and welcome Ava. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. There's so much to talk about, let's, but let's start with what led you to music and how did your journey in the music world begin? So I can't remember what I discovered first, um, singing or songwriting. And they, I, I gravitated both to, to them both very strongly um, at a very young age. So my first talent show was in second grade. Um, that was the first time I publicly performed in front of a, um, you know, a big audience, but songwriting for me, again, it was, it was so young. It was, I discovered it as just my cathartic outlet. It was my diary. Um, you know, and and it, it began as I'm going to write a little silly song about, you know, the boy in the farmer's market. Um, (laughs) then as I, yeah, as I gained more experience, um, as a young woman, then it, it, it developed into something more, um, profound. So that has always been my form of release. Um, and singing, I just kind of, you know, I discovered I had a, I had a good voice. Um, so I have been, it's been my passion for, you know, essentially my whole entire life, but only recently have I been in, in 2019, I would say, have I been diving into it and starting to pursue it as a full-time career. Wow, that's so awesome. So I did read an article about some of your journey and you were in college and you did a a bit of a stint in Nashville. Is that correct? Yes. So I actually graduated um, last year in 2018. So I, thank you so much. I made it. Yes. (laughs) Um, I think it was my, the summer in between my sophomore and junior year, I went down or no, it was my the summer in between my junior and senior year, I believe. Um, I went down to Nashville for the summer to really, I wanted to see what it was about. Um, so I flew down, I picked up two or three jobs when I was there and I started performing, um, you know, at the local mic scenes and connecting with other musicians. So it was, it was a hard experience because I knew absolutely nobody. Um, Mm -hmm. And it was the first time I was really pushing myself outside of my comfort zone musically and putting myself into that spotlight. Um, So it it was wonderful, though, by the end of it, you know, of course, after three, four months, then you finally hit your groove um, when you have to leave. But it was it was a great experience for sure. Wow. Okay. So you knew no one. You were getting outside of your comfort zone. It was one of the first times you were really pursuing it as, you know, a possibility of, of one, your passion, but two, looking at it as this could be a profession. Strategically, 
where did you even know where to start? You know, I don't think I had a strategy. Um, my, my first obvious mission was to secure some type of income. So, um, right when I got there, I just, you know, printed out my resumes and, um, I got, I got a hostess job and then a job at a juice bar. Um, so that was done. That took off that financial stress. And then I think my main, my main goal was not only to perform as much as I could, but was really to take a full summer and write and put my focus into that musical energy instead of, you know, I, I did develop the social life as well. Um, and I, um, met so many wonderful people, but I wanted to be in a space where I wasn't as distracted. So I guess, you know, if I were to say I had a strategy, it was just to, to push myself and make myself right, sit down at the piano and say, every day for X amount of hours, I'm going to do this and sign up for those open mics, send the emails and just do it. Um, And to be honest with you, I was only going down for the sake of music. So I knew that if I left that summer, having not felt accomplished in any sense or, or had not felt any growth, I would not feel good at all. So there was that also that incentive of like, you came here for this, so you better not waste the energy, the money, the support. Wow. Well, I think that just putting yourself out there, knowing that you had to financially support yourself, getting those jobs, and then also being able to explore the scene there. It's a tough scene. It's probably a very exciting scene, but at the same time, it can be tough breaking through. So just getting up and doing it is a strategy all in itself is, okay, I'm going to do this. So that's fantastic. Good on you. Right. Thank you. Yeah. I, I was definitely proud of myself. I was. <laughs> Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Especially not knowing anybody there and just putting yourself in an uncomfortable space. Wow. Mm-hmm. I, that's really awesome. So <laughs> who are some of the artists that play a role in how you write, create, and sing? Yeah. So as I told you previous to this, I, it's kind of funny. I grew up, my mom introduced me to Tina Turner and I immediately, like she's some of my first CDs. Um, I just fell in love with that woman and um, everything about her lyrics, the, the charisma, the melodies, um, you know, it was just, her energy, I'm just imagining everything, yeah, everything yeah, she's about just her. so unique. Yeah. Yeah. She really is. She's a force. Um, and so I grew up with her and then on my own, I fell in love with the Dixie chicks. Um, cause they were, you know, all the rage when I was growing up. So yeah, I had many different influences, um, that were extremely, and, and those two influences, especially like as a songwriter, when I listen to a song, the first thing I listen to is lyrics, nothing else. Gotcha. Um, so I gravitate towards not only, you know, amazing songs to the ear, but really ones that articulate a story in, in a way that I've never heard before. So Dixie Chicks and Tina Turner, among, you know, many other people really did that for me. Um, but also really confused me. <laughs> um, okay. 
I was, you know, I was like, what is my sound? I have no idea. I have all these um, different influences. I don't know where I'm going. So it took me a really long time to figure out my own path. And, and I'm still very much uh, figuring that out. But I remember sitting down at the piano as a little girl and trying to write a country song and, you know, then trying to write a soul R&B song and right. being like, what, like, what am I doing? And I was trying to imitate. That was really what I was trying to do. Um, so now I'm at a point where I've digested all of the influences and I'm kind of letting whatever come out, come out. Um, Alicia Keys is another big one. Love her. Um, you know, yeah, she's just, she's an, another amazing woman. Just absolutely everything about her. Um, oh, yeah. And, a, and a phenomenal piano player. Oh so, yes. <laughs> she's fantastic. Yeah. yeah, she really is. So there are many, there are many. <laughs> so my other question, kind of a, you know, a lead into what, you know, you were talking about is then how would you describe your style at this point and the themes you choose to write about? Mm -hmm. um, for the longest time, I'm actually glad you asked that because I've been reconciling with this recently. Mm -hmm. For the longest time, I think I very much avoided using the descriptor pop. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't want to categorize myself into something mainstream, which is, you know, it's silly. Um, so I've, I've recently been confident and happy in saying that my music is for sure in the pop world. Um, I am by no means, uh, you know, I would never consider myself like a pop star. I'm a singer songwriter at my core. And I think that I combine that with pop sounds that appeal to the mainstream. And I think my like, love of lyricism is what tones down the pop side, um, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. It does. That's and that's where, yeah. And that's where I've always been like a little confused because singer songwriter is a whole different category than pop. Um, but I pull from both. So I'm kind of like, you can listen to my music. Let me know what you think. Right. <laughs> and then we'll go from there, you know, because I'm just yeah. as confused as anyone else. Right. Um, you're still developing. You're still young. You're still, you know, creating and developing your own wisdom. So mm -hmm. with that wisdom, with that experience, you're going to create right. your sound. You're going to create how you want to define yourself. So absolutely. Right. Now, what, yeah, now, and it's it's exciting. Yeah, totally. Now, what about the themes? What themes do you write about? I know that you have some recent releases. Um, you want to talk about like maybe ego and walls because they're cool songs. So I am I'm a writer who writes from personal experience, um, and I love writing about love songs. You know, who doesn't love writing about that or listening right. to it? Um, but I also I'm a very emotional person. I feel things uh, very deeply. And I think my main, my main goal is always to be brutally honest in my lyrics, because first and foremost, they're for me. Um, you know, I write them as my form of therapy. So 
you know, I don't really let anything, I don't hold back on them. And so Walls was my second song out. Um, mm-hmm. And I wrote that at a time when I was, I wrote it when I was 22 and I finished it when I was 23. Um, and I wrote it to, to convey the frustration that I was feeling around social media. Um, <clears throat> you know, especially with my generation growing up, it's just in our faces all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I'm someone who, as most people are, um, you know, I get, I'm easily affected by things that I see in terms of, you know, what other people are doing and looking into the comparisons of those situations. It's, it's easy to be very hard on yourself. Um, you know, yes. By noticing what, yeah. Yeah. I know what yeah. you're talking so, about because it's easy to do that with social media because of that partially because of that like button. Um, <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> it's like, Oh man, how many did I get today? Number one, two, what are the comments being said? And so you mm-hmm. base yourself and, and you know, what's going on with yourself and, and how others perceive you by that. And, and many times it's not accurate. It's not. And then the photos, like there is no. a beautiful side of social media for sure. But, um, I would not have an Instagram if I did not think I needed it for music. Um, and, and I think actually something surprising, especially with somebody your age, because, mm-hmm. but it's, it's surprising. And then again, it's not surprising because I've heard young millennials, so to speak, who, who are saying, you know, I need a break from this. And yet it's, right. we're so consumed by it that many times it becomes this addiction of sorts where you get on it and you, it's kind of like a no brainer. Oh, pick up your phone. Oh, there it is. Start checking it. Right. And it's like, ah, how do you break that cycle? Yeah. And, and I have a lot of friends that are actually taking like full on breaks, just deleting That's their awesome. accounts. Cause yeah, it's great. And I, I'm like at that age where I didn't grow up with it. Like I can't even imagine the kids nowadays who, right. who get a phone at eight years old and have Instagram and Snapchat for their whole entire development. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't have that. It's crazy. It's crazy. I didn't have that until college, mainly because I pushed it off, but it's still very much impactful. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm glad you have that point of comparison. And I'm glad you brought that up because many times these younger kids, they don't have that point of comparison, meaning they don't know what it was like before. And right. so because we do have that point of comparison of what it was like without this type of social media and what it's like with the social media, you can, you can make some different types of judgments about it. And I think, exactly. right. And so yes, let's, yes. Let, let's get back to walls because what is the, what is the theme here with walls? Yeah. So, I mean, you touched on that, like, because I have the comparison, I have noticed a tangible increase in my anxiety um, with social media, being on social media. So I wrote walls um, to just get it out. And it's really about um, how specifically Instagram um, has been a negative, you know, I'm, I'm very now, I'm very intentional in the accounts that I follow and the things that I look at, because at one point when I wrote the song, I was just noticing 
everything I wasn't doing as a musician, everything I needed to do. Um, I was looking at my other musician friends and seeing what they were doing and how I was so far behind. And, you know, our minds are very deep. They can be very deep and dark. And um, I really internalized that. And I'm the toughest person on myself. So I became, you know, anxious. And it's something I'm still working on. Um, It's just taking a breath and realizing, like, okay, we all take things a little, you know, we have our own paths and we take our, we take different time. Um, So, so walls is really about that. There's a line that um, there's a little girl inside these walls. Like I remember what it's like to be without that. And, you know, at heart, I'm still, I'm still sensitive. I'm still fragile. Right. And, you know, it's reminding me in this dream, I'm, I'm chasing of what I don't know. I say that. Mm. So. Interesting. I love it. I love that whole theme and that you're just really raw and you're out there with it because I think that's, that will resonate with a lot of folks because I think no matter what age you are, we all go through something similar in our lives. Mm -hmm. You know, we're impacted. It may not be social media. It may be something else that we're impacted by and we feel really, really strongly about and how do we deal with that? You know, how do we confront our feelings? How, what Mm -hmm. is our process of, of coping essentially? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's difficult too, because there's, we're so overstimulated that there are so many answers being thrown at us all the time. Um, so I wanted to write a song that was like, you know what? I don't know the answer. <laughs> I don't have it. I'm just going to write how I feel. And there's kind of, there's no conclusion. Oh my gosh. I love that though. And that's something I always throw out there too. Each of us has our own process and your process is different than my process. Your mother's process is different than your process. We have, we all have similarities in regards to our process, but it really takes some time to understand what your process is. And so when we go to compare ourselves to others, there really is no reason. There's Mm -hmm. absolutely no reason to, because we're also different. And the way that we approach things, the way that we complete tasks, the way that we meet goals, the way that we strategize could be very different. And what is being Mm -hmm. shown on social media is all the wonderful things, which is fantastic. And sometimes it provides inspiration. But on the other hand, it's not always the reality. Right. Right. So so I love that about your songs. Now, Ego, tell us about this new song. Yeah. um, I recently released Ego. Um, I wanted to to get out a song that was a little more lighthearted and upbeat um, to show a different a different side of my artistry. Um, and I wrote this one, it's kind of in line with walls um, in the sense that it touches on, you know, that side of us that kind of like spirals out of control right. and our ego gets in the way, but in, in a way that makes us doubt ourselves. Um, so I wrote this song being like, you know, there's like the main line, can I trust you? I wake up one day and I feel great and happy and, you know, so like in awe of myself. And then 
next day something can change and I'm like oh you're just a piece of crap like what are you doing um and it's exhausting it's absolutely exhausting so I wanted to write a song that was like you know I see you ego I know what you're doing (laughs) um yeah and I'm just gonna get out really all of my questions it's the song is essentially all questions that I have Mm -hmm. for my ego like can you tell me when I'm wrong? Can you tell me when I'm a freaking goddess? Like, right. <laughs> and you know, so it is a fun one to write. Yeah. And I like the lyrics. I like the lyrics a lot. And I like, I think it was one line where you said, I see you there ego. Mm. Part of your ego is you are a queen part of you. You're questioning, you know? And so I do like those questions. I like that. I see you lurking there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you can't hide. (laughs) Yeah, I like that. I really like your take on that. I like the theme a lot. So, good one. I loved it. So, I love (laughs) that you're inspired, that you're talking about real stuff that's going to impact your generation as well as mine. It's going to resonate with a lot of people across generations. And I like the fact that this is real, you're authentic, and you're just putting it out there saying, Hey, I am who I am, and I'm still learning. I'm still developing yeah. and I like what you're telling me. I, you learn from other people. So I, I love this. So thank you so much for oh just my this, gosh. Thank you. this whole conversation already has been filled with wisdom. So thank you. But we're coming to the end of the, the interview. If you were to leave the listeners with some words of wisdom, what would they be? I think I would say two things, um, which we've, which we've touched on. The first is that if, if you're not enjoying the process of what you're trying to do um, and really acknowledging, you know, the evolution that you're going to go through and embracing it, you're, you're in the wrong field or you're just, you're not present enough. I had to, and again, I'm very much, very much working on this, but um, music specifically it's a long process. I have to be prepared to put in a large chunk of my life if I really want to see success um, in this field. And so I'm coming to terms with, you know, everything that I do, I want to have fun with it. Um, I want to see it as something that's pushing me and making me grow, not as just homework or something that I have to do to get to point B. Um, So that's the first thing is, enjoy the process. And if you're not enjoying it, then maybe reevaluate what you're doing. Um, And that ties into the second thing, which I think is this touches on walls. Um, We all have our own paths and it takes us, you know, different amounts of time to get where we want to be. So be your true self and don't, do not compare to other people. It will only be detrimental. Um, and you will get where you want to be if you're patient with yourself and you're kind to yourself and you put in the work. Awesome. Thank you so much for those words of wisdom, for taking your time this evening, Ava, for joining me on the Core Woman podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I feel like I could talk for hours with you. <laughs> oh, thanks so much. If you'd like to know more about Ava Camille, please follow her on Instagram and Facebook, and you can find her music on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music. Check it out today. If you need a strategic empowerment coach, contact me. If you want to tell your story of empowerment or how you have reconstructed your life to drive change, 
Send me a video or an email of your story providing permission to use it on my social media platforms. If you want to be featured on my podcast, reach out to me at info at corewomen.com. I want to hear from you and to get to know you. You are now part of the Core Women home. Let's get to know each other. Let's learn from one another. Please follow Core Women on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Please let your women friends know about this podcast. If you write about Core Women in your social media posts, please hashtag Core Women. This is all about women. Thank you for taking the time to learn more about Core Women, and please stay tuned for continued growth of the Core Women movement. Let's grow and drive change together.